I believe in God. That's kind of like where you gotta start. You gotta start <laughs> if, somewhere. If you're not there, you already lost. <laughs> chica chica cha, chica chica cha. Uh, oh. Hey guys, welcome to Captive Thoughts. I'm Caleb. And I'm EJ. Hey, we're excited to be starting our first episode together. Uh, EJ and I have talked about doing this for like, I don't know, man, how long? Like, quite a while. Years? Quite like, a while. It's yeah. been a bit. So, uh, our idea behind Captive Thoughts, we want to have a, a candid conversation on theology. Um, theology understood and lived. Uh, we want to make it easy, like for the layperson and for like a person in the academic discipline of theology. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. I feel like a lot of people are passionate about discussing big ideas and big topics, um, either from just a practical standpoint or even from an academic. And so, I'm excited to merge those ideas and, yeah. and discuss different things. Um, yeah, sometimes the podcast might get controversial with, you know, difficult subjects or faulty theology, which I believe we're going to be talking a little bit about today. Yeah, topic number one. Mm-hmm, topic number one. But before we get into that, I think an introduction of ourselves is important. Caleb, yeah. would you like to start us off? I mean, uh, what makes us qualified? Absolutely nothing. So <laughs> you, can go, you can go home, turn it off, yeah, you can stop, you, stop listening forget now. Forget you got here. Um, so, uh, I'm a graduate of Colorado Christian University, uh, class of 2018, theology major, so not a biblical studies major. I want to get deep into the systematic stuff, and of course, scripture informs where we're at in theology, uh, but this, this podcast, if, if you're looking to, like, learn about the book of Judges, this isn't the podcast for you, hmm. but if you're wanting to talk about election, uh, miracles, um, tension and paradox, that's one we're going to talk about. Uh, if you want to talk about prayer and scripture being, you know, literal or metaphorical, then this is the place for you. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun because EJ and I don't always agree on stuff. We're going to debate a bit. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, I'm, I'm also a youth pastor in Arvada, uh, Colorado, and I, I enjoy what I get to do there. So I get to uh, talk with kids about the Bible, which is fun, but this is going to be a little bit different because we're going to actually be able to goof off and, and go deep enough that we'll that's right. A bit, so. That's right. Yeah. What about you, man? Yeah. So yeah, I'm EJ, and I also graduated from Colorado Christian University, class of 2018. Um, I was also a theology major. Caleb and I had classes together, and were they were very transformative for yeah. our lives. Yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. But currently, I am working on my master's uh, in systematic theology at TEDS, so Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. It's in the Chicago land area. Um, and so I should be done with that program in about a year. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. But yeah, just uh, jump in head first into theology. And I also have some crash experience. And burn. <laughs> crash and burn. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I also have some experience with youth ministry. Um, my home church, I had the opportunity to do youth ministry for yeah. several years. Ordained. I'm or- uh, no. <laughs> Right. I'm an ordained minister. This man married my wife and I. That's yep. correct. Signed off on the, the marriage license. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. glad you brought yeah. that up. Yeah, so. I was there. Signed <laughs> signed the marriage license, which was exciting. Dude, there's so many people involved in that. Cause like, Seriously. There's a, a, EJ and I both took systematic theology under Dr. Wind. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Dr. Wind. We shout loved out. him a lot. He taught us a lot. Great man. Um, and he, you know, officiated. You signed the license. Mm-hmm. Like It was like this weird, like, systematic... Our, our worlds were colliding. We just, we're all there, and now we're stuck, and I can't get rid of him, so somebody <laughs> said help! Somebody EJ won't go away. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I was a part of your wedding, and I was super honored to be there. But yeah, I'm 
I'm pumped for this podcast, man. And, I am too. And uh, to talk about various uh, debated things in the yeah. world of theology. Guys, this is going to be like a challenge for EJ and I too because we've had so many friends be like, you guys need to podcast together. You guys and I got to talk. Mm-hmm. But we don't, like, we, this is candid because there's probably going to be times that we're going to forget that we're recording. <laughs> right. And probably just be going at it with each other. And make, it, make embarrassment like of ourselves. And it's going to be bad. But so if, if banter isn't your thing, then just like, <laughs> we're sorry, you're not welcome here. <laughs> <You're> because, <sorry. laughs> If you can't, if you can't handle a little bit of nonsense, yeah, and and let us forget that we're talking to you, then you're not mm-hmm. gonna enjoy it. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like podcasts where everybody's scripted and they're just like, "Here's all the things that we're gonna talk about today." Yeah, I get bored. Yeah, but when they're like goofing off and they're like talking about somebody stubbed their toe and like broke the toenail, <laughs> to me that's hysterical because that's like life. That's yeah. So I mean, this is theology lived. This is theology. We don't want to just talk about like understood because theology is important mm-hmm. and we like. Obviously, you and I know that. We debate it mm-hmm. all the time. Right. But then, like, lived, because there's certain doctrines, certain things you could talk about that mm-hmm. you could talk about it to your blue in the face, but how do you live it? What does, right. that, what does that actually mean to belong right. in that area? So, And what I like about, like, the position we're in for this podcast is that we have had, like, years of study and training in theology at college and further on. And so, even though, like, our podcast isn't necessarily scripted, like, we, we haven't written out, like, everything we're going to say, yeah. we have, like, years of study. We know it. And knowledge, yeah. and we know it. And we're still learning, which is yeah. awesome. Like, we haven't fully arrived at, you know, perfect knowledge yeah. of all things theology. But what's cool is that, yeah, we can enter into the podcast, um, open conversation, lived out theology, unscripted which is where everybody's going to which is, which, is where, yeah, which is where they're like, okay, we're done. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, so with that in mind, would you like to introduce our very first topic Dang. for our very first podcast episode? All right, so we're, we're going to try to keep this one as controversial as possible. That's so right. basically, if, if you sat in this podcast and you were like, dang, they went way far, I can't, I can't get on board with this then you just know not to tune in this week. Like, I love how many it. times we're, like, telling people not to tune in. Like, it's like Jesus, man. Jesus was like, people was like, can I follow you? They're like, can you follow me? Can, can you? What know? do you really want? And he, like, chased them away. I love it. So we're chasing you away in hopes that the Holy Spirit will draw you back. This this is probably the fourth or fifth time we've now warned you. Now that's controversial because I'm not saying that's what Jesus did. All right, so faulty... <laughs> Faulty theology. So faulty theology. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're using the term faulty theology because you can throw around the term heretic all you want, mm-hmm. but there there are certain things that it, it's hard to blatantly call somebody a heretic. It's almost um, overused sometimes. It is it's overused. Like anytime you like disagree with someone, oh, they're a heretic. And it's like, yeah. well, no, that's not really what heretic means. Right. Yeah. So we we want to we want to steer clear of heretic, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've joked around about like having a part in the episode that's like your heresy of the day, and we we mm-hmm. might at some point get into that. If, yeah. But but it's got to be something that's like blatantly heretical. Yeah, so clearly, so clearly, heretical. so not so, just a minor disagreement. Yeah, so there's something. faulty yep. theology, which faulty theology takes on different forms. I think it's a. Mm-hmm. I think the best way to to get to faulty theology is just to talk about doctrine itself. Mm-hmm. So I think there is. We've talked about this. If if you're listening and you've taken a theology class before, you've probably gone over the idea of dogma mm-hmm. versus second and third doctrines. So the mm-hmm. dogma is the idea that to be a Christian, these are the things you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second, third doctrines would be like baptism and the Lord's Supper. And there's room for conversation yeah. with those. End times, yep. theology. 
yeah, and there's room for conversation there. But people actually disagree on dogma. Which is a problem. Because some people just believe that to be a Christian, you have to believe that Jesus paid for your sins. But there's a lot let's be that. honest, there's some theologians out there who don't fully understand or believe that part of the gospel. Right. I.e. Rob Bell. Um, but like, <laughs> already, throwing, already throwing names out there. But just, uh, we, we want to hold to, like, a, a solid foundation of doctrine is as laid out in Scripture. Hmm. Uh, First John talks a lot about what is the Antichrist. I'm not... I'm not going to talk end times, the big antichrist that some people are going to call as like the next president or whatever. I'm talking about when, when John talks about the antichrist, he's talking about somebody who is anti-Christ. Hmm. Somebody who says Christ isn't necessary for salvation. Right. That's faulty theology. So yes. to like to, to ground ourselves in good theology uh, personally is to ground yourself in a creed. Hmm. Grunge stuff in the creeds, That's right? And I get it. There's some things you're not going to agree with in creeds, and and let, let's let's be clear. There's some people who hold to the creeds who don't. Maybe even they know don't what even believe, they don't even believe what the creeds actually say. And they're like, yeah. oh yeah, we quote that on Sundays, but then like the rest practically lived out, or the mm-hmm. way they talk about other theology makes mm-hmm. it clear they don't. So well, we, it's, very, it's yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. Like there are a lot of like ecclesial traditions that will recite a creed in their Sunday morning service. But how many of those people either, like, know exactly what they're saying or, like you're saying, like, live it out, what they're confessing? Like, it's, it's very interesting. And I think we should be united in a creed. But it's also, okay, what does that creed mean, you know, for yeah. us today? Because, yeah. you know, the, the creed I want to bring up this morning, Do today, it. Do it. is <clears throat> the Apostles' Creed. I'm a huge fan of the Apostles' Creed. I love the Apostles' Creed. Um, I think it is a significant monumental creed for the christian life yeah early yeah very early creed um and like we talked about the dogmas i would say the creed is is full of dogmatic statements about the christian faith and if you don't agree with these statements and the creed i think that could lead to faulty theology like we're talking about and i think more than just like even just agreeing with the statement but understanding each word exactly so like let's go over each word yeah but first ej's got to give us the creed because mm-hmm. he's ej so bring it buddy yeah so I'm, I'm gonna recite the apostles creed and we'll kind of break it down what it means what each word is saying and go from there cool so the apostles creed says i believe in god the father almighty creator of heaven and earth and in jesus christ his only son our lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic or Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> yeah. So let's like I don't I don't know if we can go word by word, but I believe in God. That's kind of like where you got to start. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> if, if you're not there, you already lost. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's Genesis one one. Yeah, all the way back to the beginning. Oh, don't don't get us started on Genesis one. We'll oh, run no. faulty theology. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. So, mm-hmm. 
what what would you do with that statement? How if somebody asked you what does it mean to believe in God and what does mm -hmm. it mean for Him to be Father, Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth? What mm -hmm. would you say? Well, yeah, as as two people who love systematic theology, when we talk about like a doctrine or a dogma of God, like who is God? How are we depicting and describing God? I think that's what this statement is trying to do. It's declaring that He is Heavenly Father. Like, Father Almighty, that is an attribute of God. That's who he is. He's eternally mighty. He's the eternal creator of all things. And scripture, like, throughout Old and New Testament points to this, that God is the creator of all things. And so I think this statement is trying to emphasize that, mm -hmm. that God wasn't created, but he's the one who creates. Um, yeah, and he, he has this eternal quality that separates himself from creation, from us. Like, we're not eternal in that regard. We are created. Um, and so, yeah, God is not something that um, we are creating, but rather he is um, eternal and creator of all things, and he's almighty. He has the, the capacity to create all things. That's, those are just a couple thoughts. <clears throat> That's good. That's good. A couple thoughts. I think you could, like, uh, we could get into some process theology on that. True. Do we partake in creation with God? Yeah. Yeah. There's that as well. There's conversation. People yeah. saying that, that creation is still happening. Right. God is still creating. God is still creating. But we're creating with them. Which is very That's interesting. interesting. We're going to leave you guys blank on where we yeah, start. Yeah, that, that. that'll be a little cliffhanger there. Cliffhanger. All right. So then we got, uh, and in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So let's pause there. <laughs> pause on Jesus Christ. Pause on Jesus Christ. What does mm -hmm. that mean? Because there's disagreement even in that. On who Jesus Believe is. Believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because, you know, if, is it the Christ of faith? Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. is it the Christ of history? Yeah. Because there's, yeah, there's this like faith Jesus, you know, that people talk about yeah. where he may not have really been a historical person. but Whether he's more or not like, he existed doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like he's an idea or he's just something that you know you you think about or makes you feel good right i more would important i would argue jesus was a historical person he yeah, lived yeah absolutely he was a real man i think if jesus didn't live and was not a historical person then uh when paul says if there's no resurrection there's no celebration exactly there's got to be mm -hmm. um so this is like this is this is one of the areas where i would part ways with people like barth mm -hmm. um, carl barth that is he he believed strongly in the christ of faith uh, not to say that barth didn't believe in a historical jesus but he believed that uh the christ of scripture whether or not all of the events and things he did were recorded true hmm. that that's the christ we follow uh, but I would argue that, yeah, we, we follow that Christ, but the events that are recorded did happen. No, yeah. They did happen. I would agree. And, and that's in its all historical, accurate events. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's why a couple lines later in the Creed, it talks about that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. That's a, a physical birth yeah. from the Virgin Mary. But it's also supernatural. Fully God, fully man. Jesus. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so now it's now you're like... Part of the creed. Part of the creed. You can't not faulty theology, guys. We're talking about faulty theology. Mm -hmm. Some people would say Jesus was elected by God to be the one who saves. So he was born from Joseph and Mary mm -hmm. and was then later elected by God to be the Savior world. That's not what Scripture says. Mm -hmm. Scripture doesn't say God created Jesus right. to be the sacrificial lamb. So there's a fully God, fully man aspect Mm -hmm. where he's both there's a tension we're going to have an episode on paradoxes which mm -hmm. I think is going to be really yeah. good but That's to, one of to them. further what you're saying the first chapter of the gospel of John talks about how he's the eternal word 
yeah. that became flesh. The one who is and was. What is and was. So yeah, Jesus was not created to like save the world. He's eternally existed. He Always. is one with the Father. And and he himself, Jesus, like acknowledges that. But yeah. him and the Father are one. And so I think this creed is pointing to that. Even though it's not explicitly saying the same language that the Gospel of John is saying, I do think it's it's conveying that he was conceived by the Holy Spirit, so there's this divine aspect to Jesus. He's, yeah. he's fully divine. But then also born of, of Virgin Mary, so there's a human element yeah. as well. So I would say like when, when the church fathers sat down to write the creeds, I don't think they just were making empty statements. I, I think they made perfect statements that pointed to wholeness of theology. And I think that's yeah. why this creed has stood the test of time, because it's so solid, Yeah, I would argue. I think it's, it's so solid. To understand the background behind it, Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, uh, Jesus also said when he was reading Isaiah, is like I tell you, you know, before Moses, I am. I am. Which is Yahweh, right? Mm-hmm. So he's saying, he's like, I'm one with God. I was before then. Um, so I think faulty theology is to believe opposite of that. Right. It's, um, it's to deny the humanity of Jesus, deny the divinity of Jesus. Like the moment we start doing that, it's faulty theology. We have to affirm fully God, fully man. The God yeah. man that is Jesus. I think this is a good place to talk about a little bit a little bit about what like uh, tension and paradox looks like and means. Yeah. Uh, because faulty, th- I think faulty theology is when you try to clean up what's not easily understood. Hmm. So faulty theology yeah. happens when you say, I can't fully comprehend how this works and so I'm going to try to interpret scripture in my worldview that makes it work. To make it work. To make it work. Yeah. So there, you know, like the Gnostics would say Jesus wasn't actually flesh at all. Mm-hmm. He was only spirit and we only perceived him as flesh and he didn't really die. Because they were trying to clean up this concept that they couldn't understand. And for them, God was something that couldn't be flesh because mm-hmm. flesh dies. Right. Right. But then others, especially today, would say Jesus could not have been fully God and fully man so he must have just been fully man Mm -hmm. and God chose him like we were already talking about to be the sacrifice that's fault it's trying to clean it up in a way you can understand it people don't like living in tension right and what's difficult is a lot of people I I would say a lot of people are trying to reconcile the tension and really do want to like reach a resolution that makes sense but there has to be boundary markers of like how far you can go with that kind of stuff that's good you know Because, like, at some point, if you start making statements that are so out there that it's no longer even Christian, like, there has to be something to help guide your thought. Yeah. You know? And, you know, like we've been talking about with our podcast being Captive Thoughts, like, what is the framework for where our thoughts are going? Like, to what point are we going too far now when we try to reconcile a paradox or when we try to reconcile... Like, what is faulty theology versus what is still within Christian teaching? And, and again, I think that's why the Apostles' Creed is super important. Because I, I think that helps give us boundary markers. It helps give us framework where, okay, if I, you know, say that Jesus is X, well, does that really fall in line with, like, what Scripture is conveying, with what, like, church tradition has, has passed on to us? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it gets it gets really difficult though trying to reconcile the paradox of things. Even our previous statements of Jesus being fully God, fully man, we would say two natures in one person. Like, how do you reconcile that in your mind? Like, to some point, like to some extent, it kind of doesn't make sense if you think about it. 
but also it's like yeah it makes sense like yeah. you know he's he's Jesus like yeah but also you're like how is it possible you know and I think the danger is trying so hard to reconcile like this paradox or like trying to make sense of it that you start pushing the boundaries and saying well it must be this then this is the only way to explain it when sometimes it's okay to acknowledge like hey this is kind of a paradox yeah but that's like part of our faith <clears throat> to live in the tension to live in the tension to live in the tension and be okay I with think that you pointed out something very clear you were like it's hard we're talking about captive thoughts um we base the name of the podcast on second corinthians 10 5 hmm. um i think it's mm-hmm. important actually to break down what we mean by that because yeah um like you were saying it's like it's hard for us to conceive it think about it and and when we start to try to clean up theology yeah. try to make it our own thing uh we're not taking every thought captive to christ hmm. so uh it, a second Corinthians ten five says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Hmm. I think that's what's important. I think when we try to clean up the tension, mm-hmm. we we actually dishonor God hmm. because He yeah. is, as we already said, Creator Almighty. Mm-hmm. Um, he's outside of our understanding. And so for us to try to clean up the tension or say that those tensions are contradictions that, that uh, really downplay yeah. the Christian faith yeah. or, or try to excuse it, uh, what, what word am I looking for? It's like uh, certain, especially atheists will try to use what they would call contradictions in the scripture to disprove Christianity. Right. It's like we're yeah. almost trying to contain the fullness of God into our finite minds, like our finite understanding. And yes, we can have knowledge of God because he's revealed himself in scripture. And like, I would say through creation, we can see like God's divine attributes. Yeah. But to some extent, God is still beyond our understanding and our thoughts. So yeah, taking our thoughts captive and conforming them into the image of Christ and like the teachings of Christ, all those things of what you're saying. Obedient mm-hmm. to scripture. Obedient to scripture. Yeah. I o- mean obedient to what's been revealed to us. Continuing that, as you guys heard there in Second Corinthians ten five, it says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. That's really EJ's in my heart mm-hmm. for this stuff. Um, where I I know personally I don't have a, a a solid like this is what I'm going to believe. I'm very open minded and want to hear arguments but at the same time there are certain things that are going to come outside of the the apostles creed outside of dogmatic theology that i want to do what paul's saying here that we demolish Mm -hmm. those arguments that block people from the true knowledge of god yeah i think we both have a desire to leave room for conversation and leave room for you know different perspectives but also being willing to put our foot down on certain things um and being willing to take a stance um And again, I think the Apostles' Creed is doing that. I think the Apostles' Creed is saying, all right, this is what we confess to be the Christian faith. And anything that goes against what we're saying, it's faulty, right? Yeah. Um, But the Apostles' Creed isn't exhaustive, right? It doesn't list every single thing that the Bible teaches or every single subject. So I do believe there is room for conversation on topics, and there is room to grow and learn, but also abolish things that need to be abolished (laughs) yeah and i think there are clear things that you know in future episodes we'll talk about that um you know are wrong um or go against the gospel 
but I think establishing this foundation, this framework of like, where are we coming from? Um, you know, what is faulty theology versus what is a more correct theology? Yeah. I think that's our heart. Yeah, certainly. To figure that out. Well, continuing here, what would you say, uh, how would you explain suffered under Pontius Pilate? Suffered under Pontius Pilate. Yep. So, yeah, after in the creed after born of the Virgin Mary, says that Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified, died, and buried. Um, I think that's... It's obviously um, one of the more central, like, aspect um, to, uh, to the creed. I'm trying to formulate a, a thought on how to approach this. I, I would say, I believe all four Gospels acknowledge that Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate was crucified, died, and was buried. I feel like that's a central claim that each gospel writer acknowledges, the, the passion of Christ, the trial that he went through, um, his literal death, like dying on the cross and being buried. Um, again, I, I think that that points to the events that Christ actually went through. And it's not just, you know, this Jesus that, you know, is a thought like a physical real Jesus that like suffered for us and on That's our behalf and, and was crucified obviously the crucifixion you know not to get into atonement theories or anything like that but the yeah. the atoning work of Christ <laughs> like what he did for us yeah um, through his death and his and his burial uh, I think that's extremely what's significant. really covered in the end of this obviously uh, he descended into hell Thir on the third day he rose from the dead that's you can't you can't believe that Jesus didn't die. You can't be Gnostic and say that he was just spirit. Or there were even theories back, uh, you know, with the church fathers where people believed that Jesus was not killed on the cross, but somebody who looked like him was. Yeah. And we don't we we abolish that. That's yep. that is heretical, yep. flat out. That's not just faulty theology. That's opposite of what the gospel says. There wasn't so, some like false Jesus that got crucified. Like we confess that Jesus, Son of God, was crucified died. and he died. Like, like, central to the Christian faith is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And to deny those or to try to, like, fabricate it or, you know, explain it away where Jesus didn't partake in those events, like, we can't do that. Um, we must confess and affirm and believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, to kind of wrap it up yeah we we want to keep these like short we want to be like 30 minute talks obviously we, 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 we didn't talk for a long time yeah we didn't get f we we got about halfway through the apostles creed but i think that's a good stopping I think place a, i think actually. it is actually like talking about the death burial resurrection of jesus christ it's a good place to pause and we might continue mm -hmm. in like next week's episode to mm -hmm. continue into yeah, the pick, next two yeah and talk about them from it but uh, I, I think to yeah. conclude um what would be really helpful um maybe providing a little word of practical like application for yeah. like what we've talked about yeah. on faulty theology and paradox and all these things like do you have any suggestions or thoughts for our listeners on how any of this like applies today the the creed or this idea of paradox faulty theology anything like that yeah yeah let me let me go with a closing thought here and and there's a whole podcast that could be had on this um this first part of the apostles creed mm -hmm. i think the one thing i want to point out that we we sometimes get blindsided by we don't acknowledges we need to understand that jesus died they he died mm -hmm. for our sins and there is both wrath 
and love in mm. what happened on the cross. Mm. Scripture says that, right? Yeah. And we need to live it, our lives in light of what he has done for us. Yeah. And I don't, think, I don't think we're very good at doing that. I know I'm mm. not very good at doing that. Mm. But if there's a constant reminder that Jesus died and we've been raised in life with him, if you're a Christian, you've been baptized, you've been baptized, you know, where they say buried with Christ and raised the life with him, mm-hmm. how do you live in light of that? Where, where do you go? Mm-hmm. And I think we, our goal in this is to talk about Mm-hmm. Where do we go? Yeah. What what practices do we hold in theology yeah. that point us constantly towards Christ? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, you know, they, they tend to think, oh, well, this was something that happened 2,000 years ago. You know, what does that have to do with today? And for us who are, like, confessing believers, I mean, that wasn't just something that happened 2,000 years ago and has, like, no impact today. I mean, that yeah. it's still very tangible. It's still very much, like impacts and completely like dictates how we live our lives like you know it it wasn't just something in history even though it was a historical event like it's still very much a way of life like the way we live our life that corresponds and is dictated like by these truths yeah definitely i think closing thought here on that Mm -hmm. in light of what we've just talked about in the apostles creed how do we draw confidently to the throne of Mm-hmm. I think that's that's really the big question. What? How do we draw confidently in light of those things? Yeah. So, hey guys, thanks for listening into Captive Thoughts. We're excited to do this. We're getting into it. Uh, we're gonna get this posted pretty soon here, probably in the next couple days. Yeah. And th- then yes. leave comments. Put comments. Um, I think we're gonna be on like YouTube, Castbox, iTunes. I know YouTube. You can mm-hmm. leave comments. So put some comments. We'd love to hear. Yeah, we're gonna get the word out. Tell us how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sitting with us uh, and listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this. This was our very first episode um, of Captive Thoughts, and we hope that uh, you took something away from this. Heck yeah. That you know. Uh, it challenged you. It, it helped maybe sharpen your own thoughts. Um, but yeah, thank you for your support. Yeah, definitely. Uh, may God bless you and keep you. Amen.